information. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. Now the beginning of another fine week. Brit, I got a I got an idea. I got an idea for you and me. I'm okay. open to ideas. I'm always open to new ideas. Uh, why don't you and I hop in the old uh, jalopy and drive on down to Tulsa? Because <laughs> uh, it reminds me of an old Gene Pitney song, 24 Hours from Tulsa. <laughs> Gene Pitney, can one can of I the original rock. 24 Hours from Tulsa. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, we'll sign that waiver. We'll get into that. Okay. I'm I'm going to... Uh, play. I told myself so, and I'm sticking with it. There will be no rally this weekend. Okay, you're gonna, you're hanging with it. You're hanging tough on that. Absolutely not going to happen. Well, I know man. that the local officials have begged him not to. I well, know that they've, they've said, please, for God's sakes, don't do it. Let's add that there, there are three legs to this uh, stool of stupidity. Which, right. by the way, is a great way to describe Trump, a stool of stupidity. Stool. <laughs> You're just stool. <laughs> that works, too. Right, right. right. It's, it's an all-purpose. Uh, all right. Uh, number one, uh, he changed the uh, date from June Juneteenth, which is June 19th, which is the uh, celebration of the Emancipation Proclamation. And, right. Right. He, he suddenly became Mr. Sensitive. Mr. Yeah, I care about you black folks. And and uh, we didn't do that on purpose, which, of course, they did. And he uh, expects a Nobel Prize for that move, to move it a day away from from right. uh, 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 an in-your-face. Well, Terry, he's uh, a terribly important. sensitive person. He's extremely right. sensitive. Right. It's an important date yeah. for uh, 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 black folks in this country, and especially picking Tulsa, where that horrible, horrible massacre happened um in what was it uh 1920 or 21 or something like 99 word, years ago the word massacre is completely appropriate right that's exactly right. what happened all right so so that that's number 1 and then uh, uh number 2 the waiver the waiver okay <laughs> which is think think about this think about this i think it, i was the one i think i was the one who brought this to your attention on our facebook page right i don't think you uh, saw it until i put it up there did you uh, yeah, you you, yeah. you you may have made me aware of it because I'm just blind to the greatness no. of Trump, and I, no. I never understand the great things he's doing until you point them out to me. Uh, no, it's Facebook.com slash Brad and Brit Show. We're always putting up obnoxious things like that, and you you right. commented on it. And, and what right. what were your thoughts? Right. Well, think about it. So here we go. You're one of these people that signs this waiver. And you're all in and you're tough and, and you don't know anybody that's got the virus and, uh, you know, it's only black people and old people and right. weak people and fat right. people and, and, and shit like that and ain't, ain't affecting us. And you're completely ignoring what's going on with the rising numbers all over the country, including in the Southwest, in places like Texas. And Texas, by the way, does mean Oklahoma. You know, again, and I'm the first one to say this. You know, the virus doesn't respect state borders. Hang on. It let me write does. this down. Yeah, write Are that you one sure? Down. Are you right. sure? Right. So you're one of these people and, and you watch Fox News and, and you know, there's they're still it's overblown and the governors are opening this country just like we need to to get his economy back. Blah, 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 all that shit. You're buying into it. You're all in. You go there. And uh, two weeks later, you're sick. You're in a hospital. You've spread it around. OK. It, and you're not the only one. What if there are and I'll just pick a, a, a number. 50 examples of this out of the, the 20,000 people that are there. But okay. this would be the perfect example 
of contact tracing. Okay, because you you don't have to call people up and 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 say, well, where were you on? You're going to know where you were. You will you will know (laughs) that you were there. All right. right. Because there's just no possible way that coincidentally all these people who were there just get it all of a sudden. So now is Trump is Trump going to get in your face and say, you signed a waiver. Nobody made you come. It's not my fault. It's just like signing up for the military. You know what you sign up for when. You, so it, it, even Trump, I think, is not so stupid as to paint himself into that corner. This isn't like a a, a non disclosure clause that you sign with a with a Playboy playmate or yeah. a stripper to <laughs> shut them up after you fucked them, okay? <laughs> okay, you, you, I had a boss. This is not going to be the same thing. So I think those three things, plus the, the, uh, the, the people, and I said this last week, I'll, I'll say it again, no responsible public official, no responsible person in the healthcare biz yeah. would ever sign off on this, and no. there's a reason there aren't any concerts and – now that NASCAR has what about 150 people in a hundred thousand seat stadium to at watch most, yeah. at most, nobody's doing it. So your event is the most important event ever in American well, history and cannot be stopped. So I say those three things, it ain't going to happen. He's going to bail. Now he will come up with a, a, an excuse. Well, and Brad, way, who's he going to blame? He's got to blame it on somebody. If he doesn't if he matter, he, he has to blame he looks, it. On. He will expect his second Nobel Prize <laughs> for canceling. For canceling, he wants one for moving the date, and oh, then he'll cute. want the second one. Oh, that's adorable! If he can't pin a Medal of Freedom around blame, his own neck, he's yeah. not going to be able to blame like most of the public officials in Oklahoma. Those are pretty—they're Republicans, aren't they? I mean, I don't know about the one in Tulsa. So I mean, so you can't blame him on any of that. There's got to be somebody you got to blame it on. He's not going to blame him. It, 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 it's better to bail than to, to try to blame this. But he one. needs an out. But this is this is the classic. He needs an out. This is when he put himself in the corner and he shut down the government and he had nowhere to go. And they they looked at to Chuck Schumer and said, Nancy Pelosi they said, you have to give him a win. In order to stop this, you have to give him a win. So somebody has to give him an out in order to cancel this thing. And I don't see anybody reaching out to do that right now. That's the problem. I don't see well, anybody bailing him I out. It. I got it. Since it's all about him, mm-hmm. right? Everything is all about him. He can say that his doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombots, or whoever it is, okay? Oh. Reference to Rodney Dangerfield. You know, he's yeah. a stand-up comedian. Rodney, a joke. Yeah. He did all these jokes about not getting any respect. Is anybody- <laughs> and that was the name of his doctor on that, okay? Right. Um, that his doctor advised him that it wouldn't be prudent for him oh, no to sale. be in a large crowd. And, That's and not going to work. Brit, nothing is going to work. None of this is going to work. This is all about him coming up with a lie that people can tell him was the truth. You know, no, to the to the to the very few and the proud, the dumbasses that are left supporting him. That that's him giving into the the COVID nineteen hoax. That's no good. That's not a plan. That's not going to work. You got to think of something else. There has to be something. I here's here's what I think is going to happen. I wanted to spend Father's Day weekend with Baron. 
And I, <laughs> oh, that's by the way, that's worse than mine. That that, that one's even worse than mine. Is, is is he officially accepted uh, that he is the father of that? By the way, does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I, this is the you know Baron's growing up so fast, and and we're not going to be able to spend uh, these days. So I, I go. I want to take Baron golfing all weekend, and not just on Sunday. I think fatherhood needs to be celebrated on Tuesday. I mean, there's got to be some bullshit, stupid thing about that. You may have See, seen if, this. You may have seen Aaron, the, the, if Aaron's any kind of an athlete at all. Yeah, yeah. his size, he can probably already hit the ball three hundred yards. Okay? He looks like a strong kid. Looks like a he wiry looks like a kid. Big, tall, strong yeah. kid. And if he if he's not a goofball and he plays, we don't know if he plays golf. That's not our business. We shouldn't intrude <laughs> we, like that. We've just that attacked the president's son. Right. That's we, what we've we, done. We, <laughs> we better apologize for that. If I put that up on Facebook, does Baron play oh. golf? You think I'd be banned for a oh, month? Oh, Zuckerberg would take you out and kick your ass. You may have seen this uh, screen grab that I got from Craigslist, and this is a real thing apparently. It said, actors needed on June the 20th in Tulsa. Excited and enthusiastic, all caps, MINORITY! Actors and actresses needed to hold signs at event in Tulsa. Send headshot resume for early consideration. And this is the asterisk. This may be applied towards community service if necessary in lieu of payment. And they have the the marker where they have it is where the event's going to be held at that whatever building that is. All right. Can I? Uh, <laughs> you know what my initial response to that is? What's that? That. That's a false flag. Except they've done it before in several other locations. I I, I know, but I again, again again, and you can tell me I'm crazy for 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 doubting this. I can't believe that at this hour, the the Trump people would be that dumb. To, to, the, you are the, putting the, yourself the out there. That they would publicly advertise. They've done it at other events for, for, all for over the basically place. Basically, crisis actors, right? They're they're kind of crisis actors. They've done it many other times. They did it yeah. when he came down the effing I escalator. I they had those were paid that. people. They've, he's got a track record of doing this. I get that, and, but you do realize what's going to happen. That uh, if this event occurs, or if he shows up there, and there are black people holding up signs, they are going to get questioned from here to the moon. They're going to have to give it up. And I know they're going to sign non-disclosure agreements. They won't be able to. I, I understand that, but the, it's going to be outed. It's going to go big time. And fake news. Uh, it, yeah. Fake news. Yeah. Fake news. They're trying to out us again, and the mainstream media and liberal media is fake yeah, news. The, yeah, lying. the fake news yeah. part is outing you for being a phony. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's that's fake. True. Absolutely. Of course, it's a fake. Of course. We need to do. Uh, we need to deep dive on the Supreme Court decision, which is a really big one. The Supreme Court ruling on Monday that a landmark civil rights law protects gay and transgender workers from workplace discrimination, handing the movement for LGBT equality a stunning victory. The vote was six to three. Here's the interesting part. We'll circle back to Justice Neil Gorsuch. Wrote the majority opinion. He was joined by Chief Justice John Roberts along with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan in the majority. Right. So when the when it happens from people who observe the court and who are much smarter than I am, the Supreme Court, the the just Chief Justice decides who's going to write the opinion, and he specifically decided that Neil Gorsuch was going to write this opinion. And some people are seeing this as effectively and intentionally trolling Donald John Trump. Of course it is. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well done. Um, uh, I, I, I think it's the right ruling, and I think some of the logic that Gorsuch uses, and I haven't read everything that he's written, I think a lot of his logic in joining the uh, four liberals and 
and John Roberts was. And, and, and when I say this, set it aside for a second and then we'll circle back for, for other topics that when the, when the Civil Rights Act was, uh, written in 1965 to protect people based on race, sex, or race and a, a national religion. origin and religion. Okay. They weren't thinking of sexual orientation. They certainly weren't thinking of transgender people. So they could not have known what the world would be like in the future. Now, somehow that logic, which I think you would agree and I would agree with is absolutely true, cannot be applied ever to the Constitution itself. Let's just pick an amendment. Oh, say the Second Amendment. Number two. And when you say that the Founding Fathers, not just 50 or 60 years ago, but but 240 years ago, could not possibly have envisioned the kind of firepower, the ubiquity of, of, of guns across the country, the ability to not just shoot a musket one bullet at a time where you have to reload, but, you know, hundreds of bullets uh, per minute, and therefore reasonable gun control is a good idea. And the militia part of the Second Amendment really doesn't apply, and the Founding Fathers could have never envisioned all these years later that it would be misused in this way. So we're going to make a change. We're going to decide you know what I'm saying? So the, uh, an originalist, a Scalia-type justice like Gorsuch, um, and I think this is the criticism of the, the three who voted against it, and they're, they're going after him, I don't know specifically, but, but they're saying, you can't do that. You have to, you have to, to go with whatever is originally written in every law, every time. It can never be altered, and you're legislating from the bench. They're accusing him of that. And mm-hmm. if, if that's true, then we may as well just not pass any new laws. We may as well not have the ability to appeal. We may as well not have judicial review because whatever is written is written. That's it. Never open to interpretation, never open to improvement, never open to realizing that the world isn't the same as it was 50, 100 or 200 years ago. So I take the side of, of, of Gorsuch and Roberts and the four liberals and the uh, the three Neanderthals can just go suck it. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh. It. And, and, and by the way, it also moves in favor of expanding rights. Mm-hmm. That's what America has been for 240 years. We expand rights. I hope we so. We don't contract them. I we hope don't so. crush them. And uh, 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 that's great. Go ahead. The court has previously stated, and I fully agree, that gay and lesbian Americans cannot be treated as social outcasts or as inferior in dignity and worth, Brett Kavanaugh wrote in a, uh, in a previous, quoting a previous case. But he added, our role is not to make or amend the law as written. Title VII does not prohibit employment discrimination because of sexual orientation. So Mr. Kavanaugh, it appears, is an originalist who loves beer. A nice Brett- try. <laughs> that's that's what he says. Nice nice try. Neil Gorsuch, on the other hand, says it is impossible to discriminate against a person for being homosexual or transgender without discriminating that, against that individual based on sex. Consider, for example, an employer with two employees, both of whom are attracted to men. The two individuals are, to the employer's mind, material identical in all respects, except that one is a man and the other is a woman. If the employer fires the male employee for no reason other than the fact that he's attracted to men, the employer discriminates against him for for traits 
or actions it tolerates in his female colleague. Oh, boom. Game, set, match, <laughs> Yahtzee. He's dunking on that little guy, isn't he? He's dunking on that Kavanaugh. So, I mean, the, the, I, I assume we're going to see some attacks about what a traitor Neil Gorsuch is. <laughs> Is to Donald Trump and how he was a never Trumper and how he needs to be impeached. I I doubt that. I doubt that because this isn't the ruling that decides Donald Trump's fate. There are other rulings that could uh, come forth here on taxes, releasing tax returns, and other things. Uh, uh, Not that Neil Gorsuch is sitting there, you know, watching CNN and 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 reading Trump's uh, Twitter feed. Although you don't know that. But uh, Trump has to keep his mouth shut about this. And remember, the reason, of course, that this is ridiculous in terms of of Trump is that uh, back in the the 80s and the 90s, Trump was was always seen at these parties, Studio 54. Yeah. And uh, there was no evidence that he was anti-gay rights back then. None whatsoever. Not not even close. He was just a. A party in New Yorker like the rest of them. If you're and, in Manhattan and you're hanging out at the Studio 54 in the heyday right. and you have something against gays, then I, you're, you're in the wrong spot, <laughs> I would I think. Right. So uh, we, he's not going to say anything about this. I, th- this is not his. This is not his thing. It's it's just not. But don't um, the God fearing, pussy loving, whiskey drinking Trump supporters hate this sort of thing? Aren't they? Aren't they, don't they, they? Haven't they been betrayed in some sh- sort of way? I mean, they've, I they've expected now from John Roberts after all these years. After all, he kept it, Obamacare alive. So no, th- th- this isn't this isn't what uh, this isn't what moves people right now. This isn't the, the at, at the top of anybody's list right now. Boy, doggone it! We got to make sure that that uh, gay people can get fired. We need, <laughs> it, it, it just I mean, it, it's an important ruling, and it would have been terrible had it gone the other way. I really think it would have, but since it didn't. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like the the uh, the line that was being used, which is, wait a minute, hold the phone. So now I can get married to someone of the same sex on Sunday, but I can get fired from my job on Monday. Right, for being married to someone of your own. Exactly. And so that, that, that's actually a, a pretty great argument. And it is. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that the court, and I'm glad it was 6-3, you know, as, as always, six three rulings are much more definitive than five fours. And uh, um, under these circumstances yeah. with this court, six three really is more like eight one or nine nothing. Given how splintered this court has been, considering how much this court has been on the side of corporations, yeah. this this is really more like an eight one or a nine nothing. Now here's the here's the fun part for me. I don't know if you uh, watch CNN on on Sunday mornings, whether you watch Brian Stelter's show, Reliable Sources. I do not okay. on a normal basis, on a regular basis. Yesterday, yesterday, yesterday he had on the woman who is uh, representing Trump in the lawsuit, allegedly that is, of course, never really going to be filed. But she wrote the letter threatening CNN to apologize and withdraw the poll last week that had Trump down by fourteen to Joe Biden. Remember that? That was a, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a come and go story. Mm-hmm. That they, they sent CNN a, a, a letter, a lawyer's letter. And, you know, lawyers' letters are worth less than the paper that they're written on. Correct. But when it's the president's lawyer writing something, and, you know, since, you know, one of his pastimes besides playing golf and, and being on Twitter is filing lawsuits and threatening to file lawsuits, 
this was a thing. So the lawyer's name is Jenna Ellis. And uh, she has all the credentials you'd ever want. She was at the James Dobson Family Institute. Oh. Uh, she is Liberty University. She's she's the whole Christian, off the charts, whack job, uh, Jay Sekulow kind of 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 lawyer. The worst of the worst, in my opinion. Um, but she is famous for her her anti-gay statements and her uh, anti-gay activities and um, the person who's attacked Lawrence versus Texas which is the famous 03 decision which was uh, primarily decided by Anthony Kennedy that overturned all the state laws that criminalized homosexual activity between consenting adults so uh, CNN the object of her ire and the president's ire went and did some digging on her <laughs> and uh she's been four square against the same-sex marriage ruling by the supreme court and uh she is a donald trump surrogate she's there so while you are alleging that trump might try to use this as some kind of culture war thing in the campaign mm-hmm. i don't think he will but you know what uh, this is one piece of baggage. He might want to leave at the carousel and let it just spin around because um, everyone in America who is pro-gay rights is not a Democrat and is not a liberal. Ask Dick Cheney. Ask Rob Portman of Ohio. Some of the best people you know who might be at a MAGA rally have folks in their family who are gay. It's true. And you may not know about it. They're kind of quiet, but but and it shouldn't not, be that it, way. It, right, it shouldn't not, matter whether you right, know somebody it, personally or related. Not, but it shouldn't it, be. It's it's not a winning issue to be on the other side of this. And Trump has a lawyer, this woman, Jenna Ellis, who's just insufferable. I will give you three cookies. Three cookies. If you look up the clip from yesterday, this was one of those fifteen-minute nonstop yellathons between the lawyer for Trump. And, and Stelter talking over each other nonstop. I mean, nonstop for 15 minutes because she was lying and he would keep jumping in and she would, are you going to let me talk? Are you going to, if you're going to invite me on the show, you're going to let me talk. You're going to say anything. And he would say, well, if you're going to keep lying, I'm going to have to interview. It's one of those. Is one of those. Ellis claimed that a CNN poll was junk because it included adults who aren't registered voters. No pollster in the world would stand behind this as a legitimate poll, according to industry standards, she said. That's uh, according to Politico. Except, as Stelter rightly noted, this is not at all uncommon with polls, including Washington Post polls, and the 14-point lead of the poll showed was based upon registered voters, not all adults. So her assertion is absolutely 100% incorrect. Ellis was not done with Stelter, though. Later in the day, she tweeted a new poll from Arkansas that she suggested was a counterpoint to all the other polls, except the poll showed a near-dead heat in red state Arkansas. This is a state that Trump carried by 27 points right. in 2016, and she is that, trying to throw answer? this. Her answer is, hey, Brian Stelter, you still want to stand by CNN's junk science? None of the polls except yours show such false numbers. And then she's right. got a link to the poll in Arkansas, which does show a statistical dead heat between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Right, right. Uh, so... Uh, we're on the phone last night. Actually, we, we did a FaceTime with our uh, daughter, Stephanie, in Chicago. And she said she went to a rally in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And 
who said, well, what, how, how was it? Did you feel safe? Uh, was it, you know, cause she's very careful. She stays in her apartment all, all mm-hmm. the time, working from home and all that. We were kind of surprised, but we asked, well, how was it? She says, oh, the people were, were distancing themselves Good. and every, everybody was wearing a mask and, uh, she did note that, uh, the, the, the crowd was extremely, extremely white. All right. Now, just, she lives on the north side there near Wrigley Field. It's a, it's, it's not the neighborhood where you hear about the crime and the shooter. You know, it's not that neighborhood, but, uh, but she did. And, and it, it, so it didn't look like what you see on TV with the people jammed together and, uh, and the rest of it. But of course it is outside and I'm sure she, you know, I'm sure she'll be fine, but, um, again, we're going to know in, in, in a week or two, whether folks who've uh, been to these rallies, not the ones like she's describing, but the ones where you see people really packed in, really crowded into each other for various kinds of reasons are going to come down with the, uh, with the coronavirus. This whole thing about fatigue. And, and I just can't take it anymore. I gotta go to a restaurant. I, I'm, or I'm gonna die. Uh, did you see the John Stewart line on this? No, what's the John Stewart line? John Stewart says, wait a minute, let me get this straight. Um, white people, white people can't t- take six weeks of quarantine. <laughs> Black people have been quarantined for 400 years. <laughs> All right. Kind of a good line. Hey, I, I, I get the point. And he's, got, and he's got a new film coming up this summer. John Stewart yeah, is the second direction yeah. uh, that he's making. Right. And um, I mean, I, I kind of feel the, the, the same way. This idea that that I, I just have to get out, I'm, or I'm gonna I'm gonna die, and I have to get really, really close to a lot of people and be uh, six inches from their face, the way I used to be with. I'm getting holy shit. Sure. This, I don't this, know. This this is a pandemic. This is a this is a killer. This thing kills people, and it kills people right. of all ages. And the and numbers are going up. The numbers are going up, and the scientists do not know exactly. I've seen how it spreads in 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 a, in a perfect way to be able to tell you. But one thing we do know, we absolutely know this, and I, I, the evidence isn't just anecdotal; it's just fact. The countries that have squashed the virus. When they did quarantine people for a certain amount of time, when people did go out, every damn one of them was wearing a mask. They just were all wearing a mask, whether it was Italy. Remember, Italy was going to fall off the face of the earth, right? It was. Yeah, oh, God, those dumbass Italians. Look at that. Uh, They're not have enough fucking hospitals. That'll never happen in the United States. All right. So the Italians, they were chafing. They wanted to get out. They really, really wanted to get out, but they were really careful and they they sucked it up and now they've kind of won as of uh, a, a bunch of other countries and in Japan where i think there's like 100 million people or so in Japan and i think they've had less than 1000 deaths mm-hmm. <laughs> okay um and they all wear the mask mm-hmm. and, and in, in this country it's too difficult i can't do it i just i just can't do it. So all of the criticism, all of the criticism from, and we can make this political, the right wingers, the John Wayne types, the, the, this country's gotten soft. I'm not talking about the virus. I'm talking about 
pre-virus. Yeah. This country's gotten soft. Right, participation trophies and all that shit. Right, right. Everybody gets a trophy. Uh, helicopter parents. Mommy this, mommy that, mommy st- Right. Well, which group of people now are the weakest, are the wimpiest, are the least tough and unable to, to suck it up? I would say it's there's a big crossover between that type of mentality. Um, it's not 100%. I'm not saying that every person who's gone out now is a conservative or a Trumper, but um, you got to pick your space and, and stay with it. You can't just decide to, uh, America's weak um, because uh, you're in a job where you uh, don't work with your hands, and America's strong if you do work with your hands. And all these kind of ridiculous things we've, we've just figured out that the strongest people right now work in grocery stores and deliver packages and do things like that. The rest of us, you could argue, uh, we're weak. But if we're weak, then we should stay in our damn house, okay? Well, and let this... the strong people who are really stronger than us, who are medical workers and, and folks like that, those are the tough people. Uh, there's, I've seen this dynamic before, and it would happen a lot with, I mean, you'd have a snowstorm, maybe 10 inches out there, everything would be closed down. People who stay at home and don't do a damn thing 99% of the time, they just hang out and watch Netflix and eat Cheerios. All of a sudden, after two days, boy, I couldn't stand getting cooped. I had to get out. I just had to get out. Even though it was dangerous. Why? Cabin you were down, fever. You were down to your last two Diet Cokes. What the, what the fuck? You just see this shit all the time. But like you say, it's much, it's much worse now. Uh, and, and by the way, speaking of participation trophies, don't uh, statues of generals who lost a war seem like, I don't know, participation trophies sort of? Allowing those to be in public squares? Just a thought. <laughs> They're gigantic participation. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, three hours ago from the president's uh, Twitter account, our testing is so much bigger and more advanced than any other country. We have done a great job on this that it no, shows more cases. Without testing or weak testing, we would be showing almost no cases. Testing is a double-edged sword. Makes us look bad, but good to have! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! All right, it's not about making us look bad. It's the number of people having to check into hospitals that gives you the actual rate of the spread at any given moment. And when states like Alabama, when states like North Carolina, states like Texas, states like Arizona yeah. uh, start to, to, to get close to that critical mass where the emergency rooms don't work anymore and the um, intensive care wards are starting to fill up, uh, that is not a function of, well, more people are getting tested. We're not testing nearly enough people. I would suggest that if you're really interested in uh, hearing more about where we are, I think Don, Don McNeil of the New York Times, okay. their health writer, is the best in the business. He is the, He's about 65 years old. The guy's seen it all. Mm-hmm. The guy has been through this shit more times than you can imagine, and He's on Michael Barbaro's The Daily today okay. with an update because uh, Barbaro has not had him on for about six weeks. And um, he talks to everybody about this. And the way that if you talk about testing as being paramount, and it is, the only way that testing right now could be the real silver bullet would be is if you had at least 30 million tests per day. In other words, 
everybody that goes back to an office, and intuitively you've kind of known this, but he expresses it well, that if you're going to reopen an office, you're going to have to test everybody every day because all it takes is one person coming in who's asymptomatic, who got tested four days ago, and was just fine coming into your office, and boom, it's over. <laughs> there you go. You, you, you've got the, the, the sucker spread around. You'd have to be testing millions and millions and millions, tens of millions of people every day. And here's the, here's the clincher on that. And I know we have expanded the amount of tests that we're doing, but it's, it's nothing near that. I, I, I think we're, we're up to like 15 million total tests. Right. Well, not 30 million a day, but 15 yeah. I mean, total tests over four months, not very many, really. Um, the, the cost of doing that would be about a billion and a half dollars per week, which, as you know, a billion and a half dollars per week or five billion a month is nothing. It's, it's it, That's free money compared to, to what's happened to the economy, the number of people that have lost it, and, and all those things. But somehow, and I think this is leadership from the top that doesn't exist, it was not decided months ago that this is what we're going to do. We're going to try to get more damn tests everywhere to get this economy reopened. Instead, they lied. They lied. And Trump got up there for, for all those weeks and said, we're doing more testing than any other country in the world. And enough people believe that. And then we got a little bit of fatigue. And it got too hard. And here we are, and we've got the curve being bent the wrong direction in about half the country right now. And uh, in the places where it isn't bent, it looks like it might turn at any time. New York might be a disaster area in, in, in three or four weeks again. And you can hear Cuomo just having a shit fit, I think, for good reason. You've seen the video of what's going on in New York. They're They're right. putting on street fairs. With, with people just walking around, milling around right up in each other's faces with no masks. So forget this idea of we don't, they don't wear masks in the South, but up North. No, it's everywhere. We got idiots everywhere. The, the, the stupidity does not discriminate. It's a national phenomenon. For your Fourth of July celebration, the theme this year is idiots everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, let me ask you to be, I, I haven't paid attention to this. We, I think we mentioned it a couple weeks. Is there still a plan? And we're not that far away. Is there still a plan to have a big 4th of July thing in Washington? I have not heard anything about it being canceled at all. I know locally there's very few places that are going forward with anything. Yeah, I haven't heard. I mean, I don't know. You know, this this could be one of those things where Kid Rock could be booked and – uh, again, uh, look, a lot of th- a lot of things are going to depend on, on your prediction on this Tulsa thing. If they call out Tulsa, how are you going to make the case that you shouldn't have a rally in Tulsa, but you can have a big Fourth of July gathering at the White House? Well, the answer is you can't, and you, you can't. can't. <laughs> so, I mean, the answer. That's well, we're going to sign away. I was going to tell you, as far as the waiver goes, I had a boss one time. He took over a radio station. Somebody, one of the clients had a bill from the old guy, the radio station. He goes, what should I do with this old bill? And my boss said, well, if it's too hard to wipe your ass with it, you can throw it in a trash can. That's about what those waivers are worth legally. I mean, you just sign it, and it always makes it seem like it's intimidating, but it don't mean shit. It's I, just some- I, I, oh, I, I think you're you're right to the 50th power. That, that it's, it's a total standard Trump intimidation tactic where you think just because you sign something that you've signed away your rights legally. In other words, 
to get an absentee ballot, I think you need one witness or something. Yeah. So it, it, there, it, do you have to have a witness to to sign the Donald Trump waiver? I'm going to say no because I mean that, you know they try they try the same same thing with sporting events where it's just printed on the ticket. You don't have to sign anything, but if you accept the ticket, that means if you get hit by a ball, you can't sue anybody. I mean they, they do shit like that all the time, and it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It just doesn't. So it's just it's it's ridiculous for them to put that out there and think that it has any sort of gravity at all. Do you want to do uh do you want to do the the West Point visit or do you want to do the reopening of of sports and Kyrie Irving trying to put a little shade on that for the National Basketball Association? Uh, let's do a little uh, uh, West Point because that was just a, <laughs> just a. If you'll excuse my expression, that was an abortion. <laughs> that, that, that was while I was watching it. I uh, text messaged John the Catholic, one of those was watching it, and he said, "No, it's too nice of a day out. I don't want to ruin my day because <laughs> it, it was very nice." On it wasn't nice. I saw John had a great picture of him sipping on a local beer and stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't. I just I'm like everybody else. I saw the clips and he, he made a big deal out of how he was able to navigate the ramp and run down. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right, but, but I'm, the speech itself uh, here here's the thing and you know this is going to be this way before you start to watch him you just want to know how bad he's going to be as low energy donald mm-hmm. who can't read a teleprompter who looks like he's seeing the words for the first time who is halting who is detached who really on a saturday morning at 11 o'clock wants to be on a golf course is trying to pretend to be someone who is fulfilling the normal duties of a president. And you know that he doesn't know what he's saying because he's reading the names of some of the World War II um, generals, some of the famous generals. And he pauses in between the first name and the last name. Do I... Eisenhower. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, you didn't know that those two things kind of went together. He's he's Dwight Eisenhower. He's President Dwight. He's General Dwight Eisenhower. So he's making sure that he doesn't make a mistake. So he slows down, and it's horrible. It's it's just dreadful. So what about the deal with the drinking of the water? Do you think that there's something neurologically wrong with this president now? Oh, where he takes his, his uh, other hand and puts it under the glass and. I'm trying to look, think what this would be. I think he took the right hand, puts it to his mouth. It appears to be shaking. He has to take the left hand and steady it to kind of put it up all the way to his lips. Well, you know what it is? It, it looks like when you have a baby in a high chair and the baby is first learning how to not use a bottle and the baby's learning how to drink from a plastic cup. Uh-huh. And by the way, we still have all the little plastic cups that we get, all the little Disney. They're great. We still use them. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? ridiculous? We still have them. They're great. They're great little cups, little little mermaid cups, and Aladdin cup. They're nice. They're they're nice. Anyway, um, uh, that's what it reminded me of. Um, someone that was uh, 18 months old. Okay, uh, it's just excellent that these things are uh, being recorded, and you can see them. And it will help to always undercut Trump's attempt to uh, portray Joe Biden as the old doddering fool who can't put one foot in front of the other. The most important physical problem that Trump had there was walking down the ramp 
when it was all over with. He looked like Mr. Tudball, Tim Conway, <laughs> on the Carol Burnett show, reference to show that people, actually, people do see that. It's still on. In fact, I, I think Netflix or Amazon just put every show up. Amazon. I think, yeah, every, every it, it finally happened. And every every show, every season, I think even some outtakes and stuff. Anyway, but you remember, you remember how that, sh- you know, you put one foot in front of the other really, really slowly. That's Tim right, Conway. you kind of shuffle, yeah. But then on the other hand, Tim Conway was a 38-year-old actor doing a shtick. All right? Not the President of the United States. Not the President of the United States trying to steady himself from falling down. Now, the ramp was not really angled that far down. And, again, if Trump wasn't, what he was and who he is, everyone would say, you know what? That's what you do when you're 74 years old. You're careful when you walk down ramps. That's what you would do. But when your whole image with your idiotic fans and your sycophants and your collaborators is that you're Superman and that you're a young, virile guy and the other guy's the old doddering fool, Joe Biden, you have to lie. You have to pretend that what you saw with your eyes, you didn't see with your eyes. You didn't see an old man shuffling down a ramp. You saw Donald Trump making sure that he didn't slip because it was wet. It was a beautiful day. It was sunny out. It wasn't wet on the ramp. So he just lies. There you go. It's just another lie. And we can see what we see. By the way, there's a great column in the Post today by Helene Olin. It's, is Donald Trump about to be the biggest victim of cancel culture ever? Is America wow. about to cancel Donald Trump? And they use the the uh, famous phrase, has he finally jumped the shark mm-hmm. the last few weeks? And I was wondering, and we know what jump the shark means. It refers to Henry Winkler on Happy Days when they'd run out of plot lines for, for crazy shit for Fonzie to do. They put him on water skis, and he jumps over a shark. A shark, right. So they say, well, the show was over at that point. They'd That's run it. out of plot lines, so we call it Jump the Shark. Has anybody ever asked Henry? I've never heard Henry Winkler actually talk about that as a as a moment, because the show is beloved, and, and nobody really thinks of that as the most important part of the happy day. It was on for 12 years or so. Long, long time, yeah. And it was but a hit show for many I, of those I wonder, years. I wonder if he's he's embarrassed or proud of the fact that that, that – phrase has has lived on in popular culture forever i mean it has no way everyone's gonna even people who never saw the show know what it means when you say he jumped the shark he just went over the line is beyond redemption right there's apparently a youtube video we can link to it on the when, it, when we upload uh it, it, he, he he's being interviewed about it, where he says something about it there i can't find the article to get the All exact right. quote but apparently he has talked about it I'll look for it later. You know, by the way, this is the first time this has ever happened. Usually we are solidly. Right on top of it. <laughs> We're, we usually never. <laughs> we never get caught just saying shit thinking, oh, I haven't seen it. It must not exist, right? No, it's there. It's there. This is a, a video. This is an article from The Rap, um, talking about this. Is, he's on the television show Barry, which is, uh, that's Bill Hader's show from HBO. And it says he was, he's very proud that he jumped that shark oh, twice. Oh, <laughs> so he, he owns it. I mean, it's, you know, you're, it's one of those things, you know, you have to own it. And it, it's not like his career was over though. He's done like a ton of things in the past 40 years. So, you know, he, he kind of outlived it. It's fine. It, I, it, it didn't hurt him then. I mean, he didn't write the show. It wasn't his no. thing. And by the way, Winkler says he's not embarrassed at all by the fact that the phrase jumping the sharp came from a 1977 Happy Days scene in which Fonzie, still clad in his omnipresent leather jacket, went water skiing and jumped over a shark. 
Newspapers would mention jumping the shark, he said, and they would show a picture of me in my leather jacket and swim shorts water skiing. At that time, I had great legs, so I thought, I don't care, and we were number one for the next four or five years. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> That's the best way you could ever handle that, right? There's no there's no better way to handle any of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, when is Shark Week? I can't wait for Shark Week. To well, yeah, it's funny that you, you mentioned that because – the the Biden campaign kind of reminds me of Jaws right now. They don't have to do a lot, and they're staying out of the way of you know the protests as far as like doing their own rallies and stuff. And it's just kind of lurking with the dunna dunna. It's in the water, right? And the, the the Biden campaign doesn't have to do a lot right now, does it? Well, first of all, the the independent groups that are running commercials that are uh, on behalf of Biden yeah. and they're slamming Trump are so good that the, the you know the the latest one using. Uh, the words of Lindsey Graham is devastating. Is. And most of the, by the way, some of these groups are Republican groups. Yeah. Like Project Lincoln and like Republicans against Trump. I mean, there's, there's these are, these are Republican groups that are running these ads. Republicans against Trump. Right. We have a rat problem, just like Progressive says. No, so that it's, it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there it, it's. I I just feel like they are like like the the jaws that shark Bruce in the water just done done and it, it's right now. It's not the time to do that to go and be hard and heavy campaign wise because there's other stuff that's going on in the streets. Dave Chappelle was very clear about this in that that special that he uploaded on YouTube on the Netflix channel on YouTube, and he said, "Look, do you want to hear from a fucking celebrity right now?" The streets are talking. They're doing very, very well for themselves. We don't necessarily need Alyssa Milano or whoever to get out there and, and start talking about this. I do. I don't know what to do until I hear from her. <laughs> I just I have no idea. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of uh, clueless there. All right. I, I think this is my opinion. We have done enough damage. Yeah. For for a a a Monday, an, an early week, first out of the box, uh, Brad and Britcast. Let's. Let's try this again on on Tuesday, all right? Let's do it. Brad and Brit.com.